Have you been wanting to make a major change in your writing life, but you're hesitant to do it? Maybe you've wanted to try writing in a different genre or pursuing a different type of publishing than you're used to pursuing, but something is stopping you from taking action. If so, you'll definitely want to listen to today's show where I discuss the creative pivot and why it can be an important and sometimes necessary way to reinvigorate one's writing groove. Hello, and welcome to the Groovy Writer Podcast, where we explore how to find your writing groove, regardless of your circumstances. I'm your host, author and MFA instructor, Nicole McGinnis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Isn't it kind of weird how certain themes in conversation can keep coming up over and over again within a fairly short period of time? I don't know if that makes sense, but basically I've been having all sorts of conversations lately with different people, writers and non-writers, about what it means to change direction in life. And with the writers I've been speaking to and the artists, the creative people, these conversations tend to focus on specifically what it means to pivot as a creative person. I've heard this called the creative pivot, which I think is a great term. For me personally, some of the recent interest in this and probably one of the reasons I've been having these conversations is because both of my children and many other young people I know are graduating, like almost right at this moment that I'm recording this podcast, some within days, some in a couple weeks. But I know so many young people who are graduating, my kids, one from high school, one from college. So it's just an incredibly exciting time for me as the parent to sort of look at all these young people at the starting points of what will hopefully be so many amazing life experiences. And it's made me reflect on my own journey since I was their ages decades ago. As a parent, one of the things that I wish most for my kids is that they're going to experience life. They're going to have a wide range of experiences that they'll meet all kinds of different people. They'll have different types of jobs and basically that they'll gain a deep knowledge of what it means to be human. Kind of the whole ball of wax as sometimes trying as that can be. And of course, I also sometimes want to wrap them in bubble wrap and protect them from everything in the world. But I've mostly learned now that they're both adults that this is likely not a realistic goal. So I'm trying to let that one go. Basically, though, what I've learned in my years on this planet is life is all about change. It's about moving from day to day, from experience to experience, and from insight to insight. And let's face it, changing things up every now and then can really be like opening a window and letting some fresh air into our lives, even when it's challenging to make a change. So often we see that fresh air in hindsight and we realize, you know, that was a really good thing that I made that change. It ended up being a good burst of vitality and it maybe set me on a new path. 
So given this tendency of change to so often be a good thing, especially I think when it's intentional, especially when it's something we realize, hey, I need to make this change, whether it's something like a diet or a new way of thinking more positively about life or something that involves some sort of discipline that will better our lives. It's typically a good thing. So knowing this, why as writers, basically as creative people who by our very nature tend to think outside the box, are we so resistant to change at times? Well, here's one theory I have. Creativity is a haven for many of us. It's a refuge, this sort of cozy nest in which we get to express our true authentic selves in a creative way. How do I know this? Because that's another one of those themes that comes up over and over again in conversation with other writers, other creatives, that it really, often from an early age, was our happy place, to put it plainly. And who would want to disturb something like that? I mean, especially given how cold and cruel the outside world can seem at times, it's pretty nice to have that cozy nest of creativity. And we can be very, very hesitant to change that even when some sort of change would be really beneficial. It can be beneficial to ourselves, to our creative lives, whatever needs to change. We might know it needs to change, but we might still really resist doing that. And here's the problem when we resist needed change. If we stay stuck in any single groove for too long as writers, our work can tend to get stagnant. And yes, it may be really comfortable. We may have found a groove as a sci-fi writer or as an essayist or as a literary fiction novelist, and we may be quite good at it. Maybe we're getting some great feedback and we're sort of used to this identity. So it may be pretty comfy cozy and we really may have mastered that particular groove and we are thus loath to upset the apple cart. I tend to think that this can be especially true for writers who have met some major goal, typically, let's say publication. The stakes, once you have a book published, can really seem higher. You've sort of established yourself with that first publication as a certain type of writer. And that can be great because it can lead to future publications and other opportunities, which is wonderful. But it can also tend to keep us for a little too long in one particular groove. I'm not suggesting, by the way, that if you find success as, say, a sci-fi writer, that you should just write something else and abandon sci-fi. I think it's great to have multiple irons in the fire whenever possible. But for many of us, it's a lot just to keep up with one type of writing. But what I do think is if you are having a sense that yes, I've written several of these, this type of book, they've done pretty well, they're selling, but I'm just not really feeling it. I'm a little bit on autopilot. I'm doing this type of book mainly because it's safe for me. I know this type of writing can sell, for example. Then I think it's at least worth starting to explore other genres, other categories, other types of writing that maybe you liked back in the day. Maybe you really loved them, but you they just felt like a dead end as far as being published. But it was really sort of where your heart was. So at some point for writers who have met this major goal, they do sort of have a reputation. They've been sort of typecast, for lack of a better word, as a specific type of writer that sunk cost fallacy can start to kick in. That sense of, I have so much invested in this specific path that there is no way I am going to rock the boat. 
And I think that's human nature. That makes a lot of sense. It's really hard to get published. And so once a person does, it's often sort of a hang on for dear life, don't change anything sort of feeling that can follow that. But of course, we can pay a high price for not challenging ourselves for basically saying, I've made it, this is good, I'll just keep doing this exact same thing, and sort of assuming we'll find the same amount of success. So we can pay a high price for getting into that mindset. And by not challenging ourselves by trying something new every now and then. So again, I would never recommend that writers, whether you've been published or not, just abandon something that is working. But I do think we have an innate sense very often when we're kind of phoning it in or when something's becoming a little too easy, it's not a challenge anymore, it's not fresh, and it may be time to sort of fling open that window and let some new air in. Now, for writers who haven't yet met a major goal, typically publication, that creative pivot might look a little different. This is something I find myself in conversation with young writers about very often. This sense of, I thought I wanted to be this type of writer, but it's not really working for me. But I feel like a flake if I try something else, like I'm quitting before I achieved the goal I used to have for, say, my poetry or my essays or my creative nonfiction. I had this whole plan a few years ago. I was going to submit to these journals and I was going to do all these things. And I'm, I just feel kind of burnt out. I'm not feeling it. What I really want to do is write children's books. But I just feel like I'm, you know, I'm being too flaky. I'm being too scatterbrained. I shouldn't do that. I think if you're a younger writer, especially, A, this is not uncommon. It's not uncommon, first of all, to want to try different things. And as you kind of get older, it's not uncommon to feel like this pressure to hone in and focus and really get yourself on a specific path so that you can say, I am a literary novelist, or I am a flash fiction writer, or I am a whatever the type of writing might be. I think that's natural. But I think a good question to ask yourself if you're feeling a sense of discontent, a sense of, I kind of want to expand my repertoire a bit, but I'm also nervous about doing that, or I'm, I'm judging myself for that, a good question to ask might be, am I being ruled by the shoulds? I've also sometimes heard this referred to as shoulding all over yourself, which is kind of gross, but I think it's also kind of funny. Are you doing that? Where is this sense of squashing the impulse to try a different type of writing? Where is that coming from? Is it coming from external expectations. Maybe you're trying to live up to what your parents want for you. That's very common. Or what society wants for you or what the writers who you follow on Instagram are doing. And so you feel like you need to emulate certain people. There are so many expectations placed on writers. And I think so many of these are invisible. And it's not often discussed openly how much pressure someone who really sets out to be a writer feels. I think what often happens is someone sets out to be a writer and they tend to keep it secret. Not not all writers, but many writers, especially writers just starting out, because you don't want to hear the whole, how are you going to make money? Better get used to living in poverty. How do you think you're ever going to get published? It's already a challenge at times to sort of get the confidence to really dive into a writing project. So often we'll kind of keep that under wraps. And that's something else I see with my own students. I definitely went through that phase for years. And so it's easy to want to sort of dodge the expectations, but that doesn't make them go away. And so we can often feel them as this weight the shoulds. It can often be the sense of, I will start being more vocal about my writing once I have been published. Then I will tell people I am a writer. So 
this tendency to be sort of secretive can also lend itself to kind of clenching up as far as what we write. We try to keep ourselves on the straight and narrow very often, and especially for writers who haven't yet been published but really want to, some pretty heavy discipline can kick in, which can be good. You, you do have to be disciplined in your writing to get traditionally published, but it can get to a point where we create a very, very narrow path and we maybe do our research about what it takes to get published, what it takes to get an agent, how a manuscript should look, what is what the current trends are in the market. And before we know it, we are really narrowing our entire focus, our entire path, and things are becoming all about the end result, all about being published rather than the writing. It's often no longer about the writing. It's about this shining goal in the distance. And again, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but it can get us locked in to a path at a time when, frankly, especially for young writers, there are so many directions, so many interests to explore. And I think it's just not wise to lock yourself in. One thing I really wish someone had told me as a young writer just starting out is don't pigeonhole yourself. It's so natural to want a solid writing identity once you've started out on the path of being a quote unquote real writer. When you've made that decision that this is something I really want to do, even if I can't make money at it right away or even ever, it's something I really want to pursue. I really want to get serious about this. It's really comforting to think I'll find my niche, I'll find my genre. I have many students who are really intent on having their work traditionally published if they haven't already. And one of the things we talk about is how important it is to do certain things like identifying where their work fits into the marketplace. This is crucial to do for really all writers who want to be traditionally published, but it can also be a little bit of a catch-22. It can really be an early start to pigeonholing ourselves if we're not careful. And it can be, as I've said up to this point, surprisingly difficult sometimes to get out of that zone and to pivot to make a good change. So a good way really for newer writers and writers who have already been published, a good way to combat this tendency to pigeonhole ourselves is to think in terms of the current project rather than an entire career. So for instance, if someone asks you, here's a common question, what type of writer are you? Instead of saying something like, I write literary fiction, or I'm a memoirist, you might try saying something like, well, I'm currently working on a literary fiction manuscript that's novel length, but I also like the idea of writing a children's book or fill in the blank, wherever your other interests may lie. I also like the idea of publishing poetry, okay, that sort of thing. In my experience, I think just expanding our definition of ourselves as writers can be a really great way to make creative pivots, whether we do them right now or in the future, when we've already started to expand that definition of who we are as writers can really be a great way to make those creative pivots, not just bearable, but even attractive can make us want to pivot a little bit like, hey, you know what, I really am serious about this literary fiction I'm working on. But boy, I'd really like to write a story about that duck I saw at the park when I was four and write it for little kids and make it a really positive thing. That's great. I think, again, some writers are hesitant to do that. They think maybe it makes them less serious about their main groove, their main thing that they are trying to focus on. I really do think it can be a way of 
allowing ourselves more space to consider other forms of writing. And I think that can enliven all of our writing. It can be really a great way to enhance all the writing we're doing, as well as our enthusiasm about the writing we're doing. And that's huge, again, especially given all of the external pressure that newer writers face and even established writers face. I was just recently having a conversation with another writer about this truth that getting published is not a be-all, end-all fix for all of the writer's angst you might have felt up until that moment. It's a very, very common misconception for writers who have not yet been published that, oh, someday when I get published, it's going to fix all of these problems. I'll never have self-doubt again. I'll never have writing angst again. I'll never need to make any kind of pivot again. And I'm here to tell you that's very likely not going to be the case. Publishing is great. It's wonderful. It's been one of the highlights of my professional life. But you start again with the next project. And you can still have self-doubt and you can still have days when you don't want to write and you can still have days when you're not sure what you should be writing and maybe you're willing to pivot but you don't even know where to pivot. I think that's one more reason to create as much room, as much space as we can in our identity as writers so that we're not on top of having a not so great writing day, we're not also feeling pigeonholed. So another great way to combat that tendency. And this might even be more applicable for writers who have been at it for a long time, maybe years, maybe decades, and they're feeling themselves getting stuck, getting in that rut. I want to pivot. I'm willing to pivot, but I don't know. Can I do that at my age? Can I do that given that I haven't written anything other than this type of stuff I'm writing now for years and years and years? Try asking yourself, If there were no restrictions, if I had no hesitancy and I had a ton of confidence, what would I really want to write? You know, maybe go into a bookstore, look around, see where you're, what books you're drawn to. The books that kind of give you that longing, like, oh, I wish I could do that. It can seem like a pretty basic exercise, but I think often we get so certain, we think we're so certain of who we are as writers. Again, back to that pigeonholing tendency. And I think that can be sort of a defense mechanism. It can be a safety thing. It's our identity. I'm very solid in this. But we can get so comfortable in that, that nest that I talked about earlier, that we forget to ask ourselves, what do I really want to write? And years can go by. We can go through many life changes. We can really be completely different people than we were when we started off in our current groove. And it's very easy to just forget that there's a very basic question we can ask. And I do think that often as the years go by, many writers actually do want to think about writing something else. But it can be very easy to get discouraged right away and think, no, 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 I can't do that. Other people do it way better than I do. What am I thinking? I need to keep doing what I'm doing. I do think it's huge to learn to embrace the knowledge that who we are as writers will likely change over time and that there may well be a time when we need to ask ourselves, what do I want to write now? And that may very well be a great thing because you never know what sorts of new interests and skill sets you really might discover in yourself as a writer by doing that. Wherever you are in your writing journey, whether you are a bare bones beginner or you've been doing this for decades, maybe you have a few books published out there. Here's the thing, if you basically love writing, 
and you want to keep doing it, but you're feeling discouraged for whatever reason, you're feeling frustrated, maybe it has to do with the market. Publishing is a topsy-turvy world, and writers have very little control of what happens once a book is sold or once a book is out on submission. So if you are that writer feeling discouraged, or maybe your book is out, it's been published, but it's getting very little notice, very little praise, very few reviews, or maybe you someday want to be published, but you're not there yet. Wherever you are on the spectrum, don't let the discouragement or frustrations scare you away. Don't let them keep you from writing if it's something, again, that you you know you basically love and you want to keep doing. Discouragement, frustration, fear, these are all part of the equation at one time or another for writers. So try to pivot to something new instead and, you know, see what a little fresh air might do for your entire writing groove. And speaking of writing grooves, it's time for today's Daily Groove, which comes to us from author Martha Grimes, who said, we don't know who we are until we see what we can do. In my view, in order to see what we can do, we need to put ourselves out there and changing direction, especially when the change is the natural result of external things changing, can really reinvigorate the writing in the long term and or the short term. But for that to happen, we need to embrace the change. We need to embrace the pivot. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Groovy Writer Podcast. You can connect with the podcast on my website at nicolemcinnis.com and on Instagram at the Groovy Writer. The intro and outro music is Retro by Wayne Jones. Until next time, write on, Groovy Writers. Write on.